0: Tonight, we are going to prove that you can't beat a bit of bully. This is Game Shows, I suppose. Welcome to the Niche Podcast about the one thing that I know something about. Game Shows, I suppose. I am your host, Robotic Jordan Haas. Beep boop, beep boop. Anyway, uh, hi, welcome to Game Shows, I suppose. I'm pre-recorded Jordan. Uh, Today we'll be talking about Bullseye, the amazing darts game show that I know and love. But before we get to that and we get to... Tossed at the old bullies prize board we gotta get through our 110 part series exploring every pricing game from the price is right. This is the pricing game spotlight. Coming or going. Premiere date, October 2nd, 2003. Finale date, Bob Barker, June 14th, 2007. 4034K. Premiere date, Drew Carey, November 27th, 2003. 4102K. Coming or Going is a game where you have a 50-50 chance to win a four-digit prize by having numbers come towards you or go away from you. In this game, the game sees a base number on a teeter-totter. Behind it are three other numbers, which can take up the price of a prize. The price the prize can either go one of two ways, coming, pulling the teeter-totter to the left, or going, pulling the teeter-totter to the right. Pulling it the correct way wins the prize. That's right, it's one of the classic prices Right staples, the A-B choice game. Much like flip flop, much like one right price, it is. It's an A B game. On October nine, two thousand and three, exactly one week after its premiere, the game was first one and second playing. Coming or going is the last pricing game to premiere before Rod Roddy's passing. Coming or going was won third, three times in the primetime version of the show. It happened on December eighteenth, May twenty second, April. 4. From October 2nd, 2003, only a bell would sound if the player made the right decision. A buzzer sound if the player chose incorrectly. On June 8th, 2010, the split screen was introduced to indicate the player won or lost by having one of the prize models show the actual retail price of the grand prize. On September 24th, 2015, the thin silver medal holders that were used to keep numbers in place were added. On November 27, 2019, the Thanksgiving Rivals episode, uh, it was one of those... uh, Bad gimmicks. All right. When the game first started, there was no reveal, just a simple, ah, or ding ding ding. Uh, June 8th, 2010, Mile held a Card at the right price. There has never been any price whose last digit was a zero. The most number of times the game was played in a season was 34. Coming or Going was the last pricing game to debut on the turntable until its most recent game, Vendo Price. Former host Bob Barker often say about the game to win, you need to know whether you're coming or going. Ugh. And then one of the four new pricing games in the seventh taping season, of season thirty-six. To do, to do, do, to do, 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 do. So anyway, if you have never seen the show, it's basically kind of like um, you you have like uh, here's a photo. For instance, in the, in the Presses Right Wiki, there is a price of something, and it's uh, it's. Uh, either 7,565 or you push it away to you so it's 5,657 because 7,565 or in reverse order 5,6,5,7 get it it's it's like a flip-flop but with the digits anyway it's kind of fun I like that game Uh, it's an A-B game so I can't really go into full details it's very quick to explain uh, mostly because, well, it's an A-B choice. A-B choices are very quick. Usually there's one played in every uh, show. One for time and two because they're the easiest to set up. Um, and I think that's why we should celebrate the wonders that is the the illustrious coming or going. Uh, I, I like it just because you can just make a lot of cum jokes. That's all. Hi, this is a family-friendly game show podcast. Next time on the Pricing Game Spotlight, we're playing Half Off. Everybody and welcome back to game shows. I suppose we are near the end of this adventure, where we look through every game show. Have fun! Uh, this is my uh, second recording of the day, uh, so I'm a little exhausted, but at the same time, having a fun time doing this. Uh, so, so case you you're new here, hi. I'm talking game shows because we're putting it into this podcast soon. So I'm just doing like a big bunch of game show recording rambles on uh, until we're done. But uh, that being said, I, I these are like my favorite game shows of all time. Like when I think of game shows, I think of these. And if we haven't already covered it, like Press Your Luck or or Supermarket Sweep, I, I want to talk about it before we're we're done here. And I, I figure I, I have to do this one. This one is one of those game shows that I think bridges the gap between sport and game show pretty spot on. Now, America, we don't give a shit about darts. I don't know why. Darts is a pretty much a bar game you associate with your garage or throwing a photo of your boss or ex-girlfriend on on the dartboard. Not saying I've done either of those things, but it's people would mostly associate with dartboards do here in the united states but it's actually a sport in other countries specifically the united kingdom uh, where it is pretty much almost like brin's pastime compared to say baseball even though there's cricket and, and, and football and all these other sports darts is just a fascinating game to see when you watch it because you know When you're sitting back you're just watching people throw darts you're like "Eh, i don't know it feels like a dumb game but it's actually an intriguing sport because it's all about position and it's all about accuracy and it's all about being at the right place at the right time throwing the dart so you can get your 301 uh and you know the, the the if you ever see it and i really suggest you watch like darts the best part of the show is like a few things one it's the announcer there's always a guy going like treble 30 it's treble 20 60 Tr- treble two that's 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 six and four <laughs> and that's it or uh a 180 but not only that you look at the audience and it's all people in like weird costumes like you're watching a fucking episode of let's make a deal it is bizarre and funny and i love it <laughs> uh darts is just one of those sports where you just watch and i just think it's one of those perfect i guess pub is the right way it's like a bar it's a bar game but watching it is really just want to grab your favorite drink watch this and just have a laugh and have a good time and i think that's missing in a lot of sports now they take it seriously darts is serious but the uh the audience the way it's presented it is fun like we're talking like their announcer makes it sound like you're watching the UFC. You're watching someone go beat the shit out of each other through three rounds, and instead it's just, that's a 20! <laughs> just fun. Um, but I remember, uh, this is just fun, uh, when YouTube first started way, way back then, and it was like, I was like a high school student, and it's just like, there's not a lot of room for for television shows you can't really watch that many shows internationally at the very least and when it came to like game shows around the world i've always wanted to watch game shows in other countries to me uh game shows even though it's an entertainment platform and it's one that we see constantly for me i love game shows because it's a vessel to the outside world as well You know, like how people love anime, and I hate to like, like stereotype. I think a lot of people love anime, not because it's just animation and it looks nice, but because in many ways, because of the writing and the position of the storylines, it tells a different culture, that of Japanese. So for a lot of Western audiences, we'll go with America and Canada. Uh, They look at that with, like, a fascination. Like, it's still similar yet different. And I think that's the same way with modern kids and pop music. Because, you know, there's always going to be a boy band. Whether it's Take That or NSYNC or the Backstreet Boys or the Jonas Brothers. I know they're not really a boy band, but, I mean, like, think about, like, in the early, early, like, 2000s. (laughs) And now, you know, K-pop and J-pop and all all sorts of idol groups have kind of become mainstream and you know like like there's always going to be that one group that that always is like uh, d- d- admired by like teenage girls and it's always like a boy group that that never changes so i never really get upset when people are like oh god gross the k-pop like oh no the bts army ugh. it's like there, that's no different than like the 90s with NSYNC. You're just doing like th- hack 30-year-old jokes, but instead of saying like Instinct, it's like, ew, BTS army grows on Twitter. It's just like, uh. So anyway, uh, to me, it's just uh, that, that same appreciation for worldwide cultures and customs and how we're all connected on one planet, the planet Earth. To me... I'm that way, but not with music, but with weird quiz shows (laughs) from around the world. Uh, And it's like, to me, when I first wanted to do this whole touring around the world looking at shows, of course it'd be English, because I don't understand, I don't speak Italian, I don't speak French, I don't speak Japanese or Chinese or Korean. So a lot of shows I watched were Canadian, or they were the United Kingdom, New Zealand, australia or south africa and it just was one of those things where it's just like you just kind of see like oh that's kind of interesting like their version of sell the century is a tad different but that's actually a cooler version i see where they work with that and you look at things like uh shows like bullseye which is today's episode and you go this is like the quintessential british game show besides like a countdown This is like the fun bar quiz, and I think that's why I I love it a lot, because it has that same kind of sense of American game show, but at the same time, it's distinctly British. Like, this is, like, this is the stereotype. This is, like, the the, you say, pip-pip cheerio, fish and chips and all that. This is as British as that. And here, for the British people, as an apology, here's my impersonation of the Americans. Hamburger, hamburger, take a gun out and start shooting at people. I'm recording this, like, months in advance, so if, like, a shooting took place sometime before... (laughs) during this episode to now uh yeah maybe we should do gun rights fix fix that because like it's horrible and people die every like month and you only see it like every once in a while and the news media only covers it when when it's nice when really it's, it's a real problem here in the country anyway uh so like i to me it's it's a great gateway and i would say because of shows like Bullseye, it got me into French game shows like Fort Boyard. And then, like, places like Bother's Bar brought me into shows like Schlongden Rob. Uh, or then you look at Japanese game shows like Panel Quiz Attack 25, and you realize, like, there's always going to be one of those iconic game shows out there in the world. You see shows that fail here but work in, a, in Britain. You see shows that kind of failed in Britain but work out here. It's bizarre. But. For some reason, that's that's kind of what makes like game shows also a fascinating thing where it's like things like Family Feud somehow work all over the world. Uh, I know I'm, I'm rambling about game shows besides Bullseye. You're probably like a big diehard Bullseye fan. I am, too. I, I as much as I say Crystal maze is my favorite game show, Brent, and it is. Bullseye is in like in my top five. It, it has to be in the top five because it is uh, it is Saturday night programming over there. Now, in America, Saturday nights, it's just SNL because they assume you're out having a fun time. But in UK television, Saturday was like the primo spot for entertainment television shows. Uh, from Bruce Forsyth and the Generation Game to, I guess, modern-day Ant and Deck Saturday Night Takeaway. But Bullseye is just that one magical game show that I just think works on multitude of levels because it's darts, but it's also a quiz show, which is smarts. You got to throw, but then you also got to know. And I think that's the mix because it's couples, but one works off the other. So it's a game of teamwork in, in, in both the quiz show format and in the darts format. Um,. I know uh, they made a reboot version for uh, Alan Carr's game game show, epic game show giveaway, game show, epic. And it was okay, but it's not bullseye. Like, it, it felt like they had to stretch out a half-hour show for a full hour, and they couldn't figure out what to do. And this was, like, a rough draft. And I, I'm not going to really cover it because I think, like, it this doesn't really fit the mold of Bullseye. When I think Bullseye, I think of a lot of different things. I I think of like the 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 ragtime music because it's like bar trivia. I think of Jim Bowen as the show's host. I think of the audience. I think of bully. I think of it's just like all that you can't be a little bit of bully. And I think that's that's a show. Now. It was kind of tough trying to come up with, like, a British game show to talk about at this late stage. I keep thinking of what game shows to talk about, and I keep running out of uh, ideas, shall we say. I'm sure I'm going to, like, later on in the course of this week, like, talk about other British game shows so many spring to mind right now, like Pointless and The Chase and that battle right now. Uh, the games like Richard Osman's House of Games and a variety of all the games being played. Or 3-2-1. Or you know, 3-2-1 with the little hands and Dusty Ben. Like, all those little British game shows like have their own niche, and it's like, I want to keep talking about those because of the staples that they show in their formats, which is a little different than how we handle American game shows that I love. But Bullseye... It's kind of like you're getting one part sports and one part a quiz show in a way that the only thing that's broken about it is round two and one should probably have been swapped. Um, But I'm sure there was a reason for it. So if let's say you've never seen Bullseye before. uh, And uh, if you're American, you probably have never seen Bullseye in your life. Unless you're talking about uh, the... The classic game show that's sort of like Joker's Wild where contestants have to fill a contract by pulling a lever and then you'll be seeing two categories with their values in a contract of how many questions to answer between two to five. With one option being the bullseye. If you hit the bullseye, you can answer as many questions as you like. Careful, if you get the wrong answer, your opponent gets to answer and fulfill the contract. Once you fulfill the contract, you can bank the money or keep playing to fulfill the answers even more. But be careful, that money is at stake. Whoever wins gets to play basically beat the devil, but instead of the devil, it's a lightning bolt. That's one version of American Bullseye. The other American Bullseye was a stunt-based game show. Uh, on Fox it lasted only seven episodes, I think, or maybe eight, where it's all about accuracy and speed. And I think like, what was it? Frequency, like most targets hit or something. And it's all like, what if the fear factor stunts, w- w- but bigger? So like, hey, we're going to like, push you on the bungee cord. and You're going to have to like, kick some fake styrofoam targets. That'll be fun for an hour. That that was a show, it was called Bullseye. People watched it, I think. I don't know. I'm not talking about the podcast. Uh, that about I we don't we don't talk about that podcast around here. They didn't invite me on their show. I wouldn't take going mine. Uh, so Bullseye in the UK. If you've never seen it, because uh, you're American. It's a game of, of smarts and darts. Uh, so the first round is really fun because they don't play a, a dartboard like a classic dartboard. They play a dartboard with a difference. And on their dartboard is 10 categories. Uh, and they're all split up in different subjects, ranging from food to history to books to Britain to uh, showbiz. Uh, to two famous ones later on, faces, where they would show a famous face, can you detect what it is, to the all-important spelling, where people had to spell words, and then Jim Bowen would have to check with Bowley, and Bowley would show up as this cartoon uh, bowl, uh, almost like the whammy on Press Your Luck, and Jim would interact with it, like pretending like he's looking at the screen going like, oh, oh, spelling, S P double l i n g that's correct um we get to introduce all three of the couples so it's it's a it's a team versus team versus team game each of the pairs knows each other one's an amateur darter the other is an amateur smarter okay maybe not so much amateur but basically one's good at throwing and the one or the one has to be good at knowing one has to uh, be at the hockey the other one has to know a bit about hockey or other sport i don't know uh but yeah so so the teams are split up where one team of three are sitting in chairs next to the dartboard with the 10 categories they are all the same they never change uh in the course of each episode it's so it's not like jeopardy where the 10 categories are all different for the day it's pretty much static they just change by the series but um they only get three each of the contestants get their chance at three questions possibly three questions uh in round one of round one they get to pick any category on the board if the category is lit that's a category they can hit and the values on the board range anywhere from 30 which is the biggest chunk of the board which is a big far like wide space near the top and then as it slowly descends inward it gets smaller the hip pieces all so it becomes 50 then it becomes 100 until you hit that center part the bullseye if you hit the bullseye it's a guaranteed category and it's 200 dollars or pounds fuck it pounds uh i'm i'm tired uh <laughs> but no no no. like like but that that is bullseye so uh 30 50 100 and 200 if it's a bullseye now i always feel like it should have been 180 in the center but that's only because if you count 30 50 and 100 and i will keep bringing this up over and over again you're gonna it's just like gonna hammer it in the head that's what makes bullseye kind of work but also break because 30, 50, and 100 totals 180. Anyone who knows darts knows 180 is the maximum score you can get on a set of three darts on a match play dartboard. By getting a treble 20, a treble 20, and a treble 20. Which is triple 20, triple 20, triple 20. Which is 60 plus 60 plus 60, which is 180. There, I did some math for you. Um, that is basically why everything's themed around darts. Everything's themed around that all-important 180. Now, in the first question, if you pick a category and you call it, so like, say you want the history question, you say, I would like history. Your partner has to then throw the dart in the history subject. If it hits history, you get a bonus 30 pounds. Then you get, uh, well, no, you get a bonus of wherever it lands on, so 30, 50, 100, or 200. But if it's history, you get that question worth 30 pounds, uh, which is fantastic because then you get bonuses. So, if, say you hit history and it hits the 50, you already get 50 pounds for an extra 30. Uh, what German U-Boat conductor, The because it's British trivia. Um it's always f- fascinating cause it's like the history questions are like 18 like parts long and it's always about world war two. And it's like, I don't fucking know a damn thing about this and I fall asleep. Um, but then it gets into things like, Hey, uh, this sketch comedy duo, who is the older of the two or something like that. Um, that's when it gets kind of fun and I like to play along. Uh, so, uh, once the dart has hit the category, it is out of play. So then the next player, player two, and their partner, they can't pick history anymore. They have to pick any other category but history, which adds some stakes to the game, because if the dart hits history, they don't get a question. They don't get any money that throw. Ooh, dangerous. Uh, so, so sometimes what you see is someone say, I want history... And then the throw misses and it goes into spelling or something. And that's when the game gets funny because they don't get the bonus, but now they're forced to answer a spelling question and they royally eat shit because that's usually how it goes. They usually are, are like, I don't know. Or even more iconic is Jim Bowen would ask a question and it'd be like, So in this 1971 movie, do, 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 what was the name of the car? that the main character do to do do played by do doot do do drove. And the contestant would just have this stunned looked on their face, like, uh, um, uh... and immediately just like out of, out of like clockwork times up. And suddenly that's right. Instead of a usual game show notification of like a do do or a or, or some sort of sound effect indicating time runs out you get bully popping up like the cartoon bully and go and it's it's just like one of those like laughable funny things where you just kind of laugh with the contestant when that happens and i always enjoy seeing that happen only because like it's bully it's like they basically made bully the main character besides jim bowen uh i i just like the 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 moo i i like the moo because because to me like they didn't really, I mean, they didn't really get much of a press your luck over there. So the, the whole cartoon game show contest thing kind of never really was a thing. And I like that in, in, in bullseye. So like Jim Bowen, I, I cause this is pounds for points and he's just a que- que- question, like just reader. He's really a stand up comedian and he is a very dry witted, like this is kind of like, this is almost perfect for him in the. Sort of in the history of of like comedians, he's a perfect, just like the guy you drink with the like the drink at the bar with, and he's just like a guy who wants to make sure everyone's okay, like the perfect party host kind of host. And it's just it's, it's laid back, it's like you kind of got your grandpa to just host the show for you. And he sometimes doesn't know what the hell he's doing, so half the time, what his typical like. Ease hosting ability became catchphrases for him. So uh, probably throughout the entirety of this game, you'll hear Jim Bowen go like, super, smashing, great, in, in various forms. Like that question, correct, super. Oh, that was smashing, that was a smashing guess. Correct, uh, that was right. Uh, great, great, that's that's 50 pounds. Um, and so... In, in some versions of the game, and I think that becomes more of the rule of the show, eventually after round three, because uh, if you think about it, there's 10 categories. Everyone goes three if they play it correctly. It's seven in round two of those seven categories. It becomes four, which means the round three, which is worth 100 pounds on a much harder question with four categories left on the board, meaning whoever's third in line might end up with only two categories left to play for if everything goes right. Uh, Focus on if everything goes right. Now, uh, what I also enjoy about uh, Jim Bowen and his hosting ability of just kind of just in there going like, oh, uh, who hosts uh, uh, through the keyhole? Like, Like, instead of that, like, there's also another sidekick host. So in addition to hanging with a cartoon bull, there's also, it's from the second season onward, Tony Green, who was a famous, at the time, a famous darts uh, commentator and, and, and presenter. And later, he still does the stuff. He's still famous voiceover Tony Green. Uh, he He kind of does more analytics now, and it's just a lot of fun. And this is a guy who clearly loves darts, clearly loves the sport, and it's like you got like one of the best names in darts to go on this rinky-dink game show <laughs> with a cartoon bowl and a, and a comedian who clearly is like, I'm just here to have some fun. I mean, like, I don't know if this was going to last, but you know what? This is fun. This is going to be a fun show. We're going to have a super in time. Uh, this is not right, Tony. And Tony is just taking this seriously, but in a way that's fun. So so Tony roots for every contestant because they know they're amateur daughters. They, they're not like full on league already. They're just kind of people who throw at the pub and, and like they're kind of good at it. So they're going to be the ones. And Tony's just standing at them going like, it's OK. It's OK. Just just stand at the hockey. Take your time. No, just uh, and throw. And his call is the final call. So he will say if something's 50 or no play or anything. Uh, I should also say an Aki is basically kind of the throw. Uh, so, so in darts, cause I, you heard me say Aki, uh, you know, uh, there's a throw line, you know, you can't go past the line to throw. That's the Aki. They have to approach that little, basically that little throw position, go and go past the line and throw their dart. Uh, that's, that's just a, a rule of darts. I should just have I've said that because I assume people are oblivious to the rule of darts. I assume nothing for you. Why? I guess I mean, but also at the same time, this is bullseye. This is darts with a difference. Now, in later series, uh, people were able to buzz in and steal the, the, the value of the question, which is the 30, 50, or 100, uh, if the question... Uh, is wrong by the person who threw it. So if you threw it, you could steal the question and get it right and take another 30, 50, or 100. This means that there's a lot of back and forth between the game. And that adds to the thrill of, of the game, I find, because it's like, hey, it's can anyone's game at this point. And I enjoy that. And then, in some cases, whoever had the lowest score is out, and Jim Bowen says, "Oh, come on over here. Oh, so so tough luck, tough luck here. Here, we'll give you uh some darts. We'll give you the, this this glass this glass like cup. And here's a bendy bully for you and let's count up your 30 30 pounds. <laughs> 10 20 30. Oh, this is going to take a while. <laughs> Hang on, 30. That's and then they're eliminated, unless uh, it becomes later rules where they get to stay on the show, and that's fun too because hey, everyone gets to play when everyone and go into round two, which is called Pounds for Points. Pounds for Points is a fascinating round, why? Because it basically is what it says on the 10 all the players get to throw three darts like they're in the big game and whoever scores the highest on the regulation dartboard gets to give that question to their partner for the value provided, which means, at most, one hundred and eighty! That's how Tony Green says it, so I might as well do my piss-poor impression. One hundred and eighty! Um, I just wouldn't say that again. One hundred and eighty! Um... I also like that because when Tony Green says it, it sounds like that's what Bowley would say. So I think that's also why it works. Um, So uh, when it's pounds for points, it's only three questions and it's at the value of the points. And these are amateur throwers. They rarely get 180. So most of the time, it'll be like 45 pounds or, oh, it's 26 pounds. Or one time it was like just like embarrassingly low and it was like okay for 14 pounds and i'm like th- this is an, an an actual quiz show like this is a primetime game show with with prizes and cash and we're spending a whole br- round here trying to see will someone win 14 whole pounds on a question about uh monty python okay to me, that's what felt cheap, uh, because like the the scoring system in round two to round one never really matched. Because typically, what would happen is someone gets gets so far ahead in the in round one that round two is almost nearly meaningless uh, in in the game, even if it's the two highest scoring players. So the 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 pounds for points game, it's just it's just kind of just like. Uh, it's a it's a perfect like it feels like that was the very first thing created for Bullseye, and it it fits it works, but it's very low stakes. Um, especially if we're trying to figure out if someone from Essex wins seventeen pounds for figuring out uh, what Madonna song uh, is currently number one on 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 the charts. I don't know, like. To me, that's just kind of just it kind of feels like they should have flipped the two, if that makes sense, because 180 is three questions worth. That's 180. If one perfect throw is 180, shouldn't uh, you put that last because that's a bigger effort than simply a 200 pound bullseye in the category board? Throwing this out here, just assuming uh, that they should have flipped those two. Uh, so the category board, it's, it should be the round two and the, the pounds for points should have been round one. Uh, so very low stakes. So that way when we get to the fi- final part of the show, oh boy, that would be a great decision. You have four pounds. You'll We'll, we'll get to that later. Um, anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. So uh, round two, pounds for points. After three questions, just three, uh, general knowledge. Whoever has the highest score goes on to the final half of the show, which is my favorite part of the show, why I want to talk about it. And the other, uh, they get their pounds, and they get their bendy bullies, and they get their darts, and they get their goblet, and then they get their money. So so then Jim Bowen goes like, oh, let me count it up. Here's your f- 123 pounds. We'll be back in a couple throws. do. We go to our, our second half of the show. So, because game shows are broken in two a halves, because there's part one, part two. Uh, part two of Bullseye is when I have fun with the show. I love the category board. Don't get me wrong. I love that category board, and I love Pounds for Points. But the second half is, is Bullseye to me. To me, this is the, when it becomes Americanized, it becomes enjoyable and fun. Because... There's a winning team now. We have someone who wins. So now everything in this half is basically their show to shine in. But first, because they got to take a break and we got to have a fun thing. Now, this is a show to celebrates darts. So what they decided to do is they bring darts players or celebrities to stop by the studio and play for the bronze bully award. This goes to the best person who gets the highest score after nine throws of darts. And it's a fun, uh, fun, 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 fun series because when they get through the the darts, it's just nine darts. So if they throw, it's pounds for points, just like in the pounds for points board, but no trivia questions. And it's all it's all cash on hand. So... You will see 20, another 20, another 20. That's 60. Uh, let's go again. Triple 20, that's 60. One and a five, that's uh, that's 66, so 126. And they just keep throwing. And whoever has the highest score at the end of the series uh, takes the trophy home. And these were some of the biggest names in darts. Like this was really who's who in the world of darts at the time. And the rule was if they ever score 301 or higher, because remember... Professional darts, the aim is to get 301. They played off 301, sometimes 501, but mostly 301. If they get 301 or higher th- during uh, their ninth nine darts, the value of of the pounds for points is doubled. Which means if they got say 312, it becomes 624, and that's a really high score uh, to get 312. So most likely win the show. So there's an, there's an incentive for them to do well because you want to get the trophy. At the same time, you want to see them do well to get the 301 anyway because that doubles the, the the charity money. That's right. This show also gives money to charity. And I think that's also why I really love the show. Because in addition to they win money, now the second half we have a celebrity playing darts for a bit and their points become charity money to the charity of the couple's choosing, so it's usually like a local hospital or hospice care, or or a, a school that needs funding, or or uh, a nursing home, or something It's usually something very like like cancer research. It's always something that comes from the heart, and usually there's like a nice like six, seven, eight, nine, ten second anecdote or rationale as to why they're donating the money to that charity. And at that point, it's like, okay, that's like, that's all you need for the sob story. Like you don't need to go through like that, that whole 30 to one minute that they do in every American game show, because here you will hear like a guy say, yeah, my mom went to this care facility. They took a good like help of her before she passed away last year and I can't thank them enough. So I think they deserve the 118 pounds or something i know it's 118 pounds it still feels like very low because it's 118 um but at the same time you're 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 giving the word out for the charity and they're guaranteed the money and i think that's great so then we get to the second part of the game so it's not only they win charity money they have cash we now get to go to the best part it's bully's prize board Round one take your picks with this handheld camera and two. It's a joy for children. It's this erector set. And three. Your day will go faster with this ghetto blaster. It's a stereo. And four. Make a meal of it with this trendy microwave. And five. Never miss an episode of Bullseye with your very own videotape recorder. And six. Make it a clean sweep with this vacuum cleaner and seven. Don't see the world in black and white with this 14-inch color television and eight. Be the life of the party with this decanter set and glasses and Bowler special prize. Deliver pizzas in minutes with this motor scooter and helmet. I, I, I probably messed it up. I don't... I, look... I'm not saying I'm going to be the new host of Bullseye anytime soon or the voice of Bully, but look, look, I just wanted to do the in one, please. Look, it's like 1 a.m. my time. I I should be in bed, but I just love Bully's price board. I love all those prizes. Yes, they're very kitschy, but if you assume it like the same time you do the prices right, like especially American prices right? When they give like the fabulous array of prizes, and it's like it's not like everything is great. It's like here's like the home gym, here's the television, the VCR, uh, the the table lamps, here's some board games. There's like it's always like very minimal prizes. They're anywhere between one hundred pounds and three hundred pounds, which is perfect for this show. So. When they do the bullies prize board, you see a, a cartoon bully stick his head out like he's doing it. That's all, folks. Porky Pig, and he points at the numbers one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You get to see what the prizes are. They're behind a nice glittery background, and it's always like some weird pun, a play on words, or or Tony Green uh, saying a silly bit. It's supposed to be very quick because you see this is a game. Uh, this is the dartboard where it's about memory as well. You have to remember all the prizes on each place. And uh, you basically get to throw nine darts. And there are nine prizes at stake, including bully Special Prize. Bully Special Prize can be obtained by simply getting a bullseye. If you get a bullseye, that prize is yours. And it's a really, really great prize. That's usually a couple thousand pounds uh, a prize. And it's also famous to do the, uh, the Bully's Prize Board because of one iconic catchphrase. Keep out of the black and into the red. There's nothing in this game for two in the bed. Why is there no game for two in the bed? If you throw a dart and it's in the same number as what you're through it, you lose the prize. So there's now jeopardy at stake for each of the prizes as well. And I like that as well. Because like, now you can get nine prizes. To get nine prizes, you get nine darts. And it's on a special dart board where there's little, like, red slits. And these slits have the numbers one through eight in, like, a nice little, like, uh, I would say, a nice daisy shape. It's like a nice little daisy shape. And what happens is the amateur dart thrower, who has been basically your saving grace for the first half of the show, gets to throw six darts. They get the first three, but then. Whoever is the poor person that had answered questions for the first half now have the unfortunate part of being a thrower, and they get three attempts at the board as well. This is what becomes the fun little game as well, because normally what you would see is the amateur art thrower, and it's like he tries to attempt to get one of the good prices. Usually it's the television or an electronic device, and Tony Green keeps going like, that's black. That's black. But that's red. That's number two and they get the prize number 2 but then you get to the the thrower who doesn't who's not who's not even an amateur dartsman and they Bork it and it's like oh they hit the not only did they hit the black they they poke out Tony Green's eye uh, they missed the entire dartboard suddenly it hit someone in the audience uh, they hit the board and just bounces out, or sometimes they forget the rule of the game and they hit the number that's red, even though even though Jim Bowen has just said five minutes ago, keep out of the black and into the red. There's nothing in this game for two in the bed, and they lose a prize. And then the, thr- the dart thrower has to clean sweep and get the next attempt at three. Now, other times what I've seen is the dart thrower, who is supposed to be the good person at darts screw up royally and hit black 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 and then oh here's the non-thart thrower that's red that's number four that's red that's number six that's the bullseye and it's like what because <laughs> then you get back to the Darth thrower that's black that's black oh that's black tough luck it's to me that's just kind of what what makes it a bit funny to me if that makes sense i just i just think it's really uh, silly um anyway. It basically is like a quick fun bonus round. They get nine darts, whatever they throw, if it lands in the space, they win a prize. They can win up to nine great prizes, and that's theirs to keep no matter what happens. So it's like, congratulations, you won Bullseye, here are your prizes. Great, that's fantastic. And you can call it a day. Or and this is when the game gets a little fun. Jim Bowen has one final proposition. Whatever is your prizes, you have won three great prizes on the board. And depending on where you have, later runs, it gets even bigger. You can gamble those prizes away for Bowley's Star Prize, which is the grand prize. They say Star Prize in Brent, I don't know why. Um, And all you got to do is gamble those prizes. What do you do to gamble it? You have to go against the board one final time with six darts, three for the non-dart player, three for the dart player. If you can total all six darts 101 or more in those six darts, not only do you get to keep your prizes that you've won already, you get Bully's grand prize behind the door. We don't know what it is, but it's a really great prize. However, if you go for the gamble and you fail to get 101, You lose all your prizes up to this point, and depending on which season, you also lose the money that you had at the beginning of the game. So it's the the 200, 300 pounds, it's your microwave, the television, and the board games, but no matter what happens, the charity money is safe. We cannot risk the charity money. No matter what happens, that money is safe. It's the prizes and the cash. Uh, which it would coin Jim Bowen would say you would lose the prizes, you would lose the cash. all you'll be getting is your BFh, your bus fare home. and I think that's also like another fun little like saying like bus fare home like haha you uh, suck so much that you're gonna go on public transportation, but they're gonna pay for it but they also get charity money so it's all well good. If the winning team, this great team that did so well, super smash and great, uh decides you know what we're going for the gamble they go straight into the game however what if they choose no this is like the big deal of the day pretty much on let's make a deal you have all these great prices do you want to give up everything for a shot the big deal no we're good I, I i'm happy i got a motor scooter or i got a, like a trip or i got like 400 pounds worth of vinyl records or something and they'll say we had a great day jim uh we'll take our money and go Well, just like on Let's Make a Deal, we now go to whoever's second in line, and that is whoever was second place on Bullseye. Whoever had the second highest amount of money, they get to go on stage. Now they can risk and give up their money, their 200 quid, their their 140 quid, their 18 quid, and basically have one shot at the gamble, this 101 in six starts. That same proposition is given to them, which means... Technically, they could be the big winners of the day because if they took the gamble and they won, it's going to be more than all the prizes combined. But it's going to be a big risk. If team two decides against it, it goes to that first team that got the boot, whoever's in third place. Now, mostly at the time, they would be getting very low money. So it's very low stakes. It's like 20 quid. Do you want to take the gamble or not? Other times they'll be going ah no I I, I won like three I won it was a very close race at 200 I'm good and that's when it no one takes the gamble and Jim just has to show off what was the prize behind the big door uh, that no one took up and I feel like that's just bad. I don't like that but let's go let's assume the big team went for it. If the big team went for the gamble, cause they have the time before the board revolves to show off the match play dartboard to make their decision. And oh boy, that's one of the best like music stings in game shows. And the audience is screaming, take it, go go on, go take the gamble, or walk away, walk away. Kind of like kind of like an American game show, you know, like a let's make a deal, a deal or no deal, a like card sharks, the higher lower. It's the audience screaming at the contestants to go on or not. And then if they decide to go for it, they have to hand over their money to Jim. And they just like I'll keep it for the first time being. The non-dart player goes first. And Tony Green then has to give like all the help he can give. Like, take your time, deep breath, just you and the board. You have all the time in the world. When you're whenever you're ready, throw the dart. Stay calm. And then it's like fourteen one and five. well that's that's a total of 22. You need 80 eight, you need 79 or more to win tonight's star prize uh, and then you get to the, the the big dart player 20. 20 and one. oh I'm so sorry that's not 101 and they fail and they don't win the prize and you're, you're all disappointed like oh no, they didn't win but it gets worse. Because they lost all his prizes. They lost all that money. So what's Jim Bowen to do? Oh, tough luck, guys. Tough luck, boys. Come over here. Come over here. Then he grabs them by their neck. Like shoves them to the side. Let's take a look at what you could have won. Look over here. Look over Look what you could have won. They open the door and it's a speedboat. Oh, look at that nice speedboat! Oh, oh, tough luck. You could have had all the prizes, but you know what? You still get your bendy bullies. You still get your little darts. Oh, boy! boy. And it's like he's pretty much like the most sadistic game show host out there. With the take a look what you could have won. Like even Monty Hall in Let's Make a Deal. Whenever someone didn't take the Let's Make a Deal, he wouldn't like just. Push their faces in against like rub it against the new car like you could have had this you could have had this new car but you said no you took the gamble and you lost you could have had this car or or the speedboat look at the speedboat look at the motor in the back you could have had this great motor tough luck boys just tough tough luck boys you could have had this motor but no oh so tough luck you only got 79 points oh oh that's not super smashing great oh no uh <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it's it's fun. Um, so, when it comes to bullseye, that's always, like, the worst part is to take a look which what you could have won. But sometimes, like, the prizes aren't the speedboat or the car. It's, like, here's some furniture. Like, here's the whole living room set. Or here's the treasure chest of 5,000 pounds. Or there was one where it was new wardrobe, new wardrobe, and the people, the pair, were pissed off. <laughs> Cause it's like this is what we gambled. We gambled for clothes. It's a it's a shopping spree. It's a new wardrobe, new outfits, new everything. It's great for the throw of a dart. And other times, which I thought was the worst of them, was when it was a trip to like Orlando or a trip to California, because they never really had a physical like trip present on 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 file. It was just like here's a video package. So it's always weird because it's almost like. Jim Bowen would just be like, yeah, let's take a look what you could have won. Oh, you could have won a, a trip to California, boys. Oh, man, you could have won to Disneyland. Oh, tough luck. Oh, man, that was a good prize. Oh, man, oh, tough luck. Oh, but sometimes I realize that the, the converse happens. Someone takes that gamble. And they win that 101, and then suddenly, like, the best game show music plays. Like, th- it becomes like the carnival just came into town when they win, because you suddenly hear, like, a... And they're just like, let's look look over, boys, 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 you won, you won over here, come over here, come over here, come over here. and it's, like, almost exactly like that you, you fail, let me shove your face in the car... But now instead of the "Let me show your face and car," I show you lose. It's boys, boys, look at the car you just won. And he just sh- like Jimbo and smashes their face in the windshield. That's your car. You won it. You won it win the dart. Don't ask me how you can split the car. It's a it's a pair, and you're you're not like a couple. But you won the car. Look at the car. Ugh. But th- th- to me, that's that's bullseye. It's just like they win the car, and it's like. But that's the Price is Right. That's let's make a deal. That's. Usually, the big deal day is the brand new car or the speedboat or or the big treasure chest of money, I guess. Uh, and it's out of darts, like it, essentially, it reminds me of hole in one on The Price is Right, but darts themed, and I love that. And it's a fun little game, and like there's prizes at stake, there's little fun trivia questions. So you have like the first half where it's all cash, it's all money being thrown. And then the second half where, aside from the charity game, it's prizes. It's all just fun, novelty, fun prizes. It's trips. It's vacations. It's cars. It's electronics. It's, it's uh, a tool set for some reason. It's a blender. Um, that it, It's like a variety of game show prizes. So that it's like the most American game show when it gets to that Star Gamble, that 101 in 6 darts. But it's a British game show in terms of because of the sensibility of darts with a quiz that I always find fascinating to watch. Like, I have never missed a bullseye. I have watched every episode of Bullseye. I can't name any of the winners. I can't name, like, whoever won the Bronze Bowl Award. Even though this is a game show, is supposed, supposed to know everything about Bullseye for some reason. I just know Tony Green, and I know Jim Bowen. So, let me just quickly get to when the show sucked, which is every version after they decided to end it in the 90s. Why did they get rid of Bullseye in the 90s, you might ask? Simply put, because they kept moving the time around. that people did not know when Bullseye was, and that kind of ended the show. It ended in, like, 1995. It was a show that started in 81 and ended in 1995 it's it's one of those sad like eliminations because this is very fun to watch and then they decided well we'll do a game show marathon and bring it back or or some sort of uh, interesting uh, maneuver uh that they decided to try and bring it back on challenge which is their game show network in the uk with dave spiky uh in 2006 i believe and in their category board in the the new version uh it basically was uh similar yet different they decided to do uh 30 50 100 like in the olden days but what they did was the bullseye was no longer worth 200 it was worth 150. yeah 150 couldn't say let's do 180 or something no one one 150 I still don't know why I still don't know why I'm guessing. Cause if they do a bullseye and they get the question right on the one throw, it's one hundred and I tell you, but just to me, it just it doesn't, it does. It doesn't sit well. In addition to that, they kind of went for the, the, the prizes are crap. So cause this is game show network challenge like every game show network ad- adaptation for anything, the prices were were horseshit. Like in the UK on on, on Bullseye, like when they gave a Made, it was still like well, this was at a time when Teasmaids, which are like basically a a, a a alarm clock that made tea for you, that was still like innovative technology. And now it's just kind of like it's the joke, it's the T's made who the who. Here's like a poker set. Uh, here's like it's always like stuff that they clearly got at like ASDA or something. Like, like it, it's stuff that they found at Walmart that was like in the fifty dollar or less section. And I'm like, I guess that's a prize. I guess someone would want like some bed comforters. I mean, it's like we got it on sale, so we might as well use it as a prize. Cause that felt it felt like it felt like they really cheapened the. Prize budget, and then it's like, but if it's something that's bullseye themed, because it's like the fruit machine or something, we will give it as the grand prize. Now, we will give the TV out as the grand prize, and it's like the the HD TV is the grand prize, and it's not even like the HD TV; it's like just a widescreen television look it's just i like dave Spiky as the host i'm glad they, they tried to bring the show back the set was nice i love the set of bullseye uh, revival but they still couldn't figure it out and then whenever they try and do bullseye it rather it's a game show marathon or epic game show it's all the joke of the speedboat, haha. Ha. no one has a speedboat because everyone doesn't live near a lake. So it's like, why would you need a speedboat, ha ha ha? And all those jokes kind of just ruin the fun of the show, and it kind of feels like whenever they point out Bullseye with that, it feels like they will never bring the show back ever, and it, it's going to stay dead. When in reality, Bullseye could have worked again now. Like, you can't just do pounds for points now and just double the score. You can't just uh, flip the rounds off. Um, In the Alan Carr version, I think they just did three darts, but it was like head to head. So it was like a 1v1 of the category board to see who plays pounds for points. And I thought that was like just stretching it and just, I didn't really, it didn't really sit well. And then they did like a whole different board game. They didn't do the whole one on one gamble. They did like a throw the dart on the rotating board. And it's like, why would we have a rotating board? The on bullseye, it's just, it just didn't work. It did. They just always keep making jokes about bullseye when, in reality, all you have to do is just stretch out pounds for points. Like if you, if it was me, if it was. Uh, Hi, it's me, Jordan. Hi, TV's Jordan Haas. Uh, If I was to do a reboot of Bullseye and stretch it for an hour, I would have four couples play Bullseye, but I would flip it, so pounds for points was the front game, and then the category board was round two, and we go four to three, and then three will determine the winner because you'll be going on a four-act structure. Got it, you got it good. All right. uh, so you would have uh every you'll have four four throws and it would be one v one. Got it like one v one and everyone goes pounds for points with three darts. Got it like th- you you win your best of three. you get your question, you get it right if you're wrong, your opponent gets the three oh one question. And whoever is closest to three hundred one advances. When and it's all points. It's not cash. Okay, you got like oh well maybe you want to do cash. I don't know if they have a budget for it. So that way, when it comes to the final two runners up, they play a sudden death match of pounds for points to determine who stays and who goes. There is your second act. I wrote that for you. When we get so you got one v one. 1v1, 1v1. So there you, you've completed half the show by 1v1 challenges but instead of the category board, it's pounds for points because you're starting with darts. Now we have our three contestants. now we play the category board to determine who wins. You flip the board. now everything is the weird board. Then you do the prize board to whoever wins after the 10 category selection board. then you do the 101 gamble and you have four people who can do you have four teams to do the gamble. Boy, that would be fun. It's not that difficult. You can double the points. You can double the, the cash. You can do all sorts of weird things. You can add really cool prizes. You can make the prize board. You can make the star prize no longer, uh, the 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 speedboat. Everyone jokes about speedboat. You can make it like a brand new car. You can they've done the car in the past on that show. You can make it a great like a trip to to uh, uh African safari. You can make it like a dream bedroom suite again you can come up with fantastic prices because what's behind the box is the great unknown in bullseye and to me that's like what makes bullseye work it's the uh, the you don't know what's behind the box it could be the speedboat it could not we don't know um and I think that that's why the show could work. Like, it's just silly, lighthearted fun, but it's darts. And people know darts in the UK, and they know trivia questions. You just have to write more questions. Like, that's not the biggest deal. As long as you keep the 101 gamble and you have the prize board at the last half, you have a celebrity throw. Because people love celebrity throws, you still have a show. In fact, what you can do is pounds for points times five. Go times five if you want. Like, oh, they scored 130. Well, we'll multiply that by five. Uh, That totals is 650. Where are we going with that? Something would be fun with that. Uh, But I don't know. Uh, Because Bullseye just works in Britain. And it seems like it's a joke in, in the 2000s onward. When it should be... Back on the air, no similar to catchphrase. Like, it's a good format. It works. They just have to, if they want to stretch it to an hour, flip the switch, flip category board to the second half, and make the pounds for points an elimination round. That's all you have to do. Um, and then it, it, then I have to figure out like, will this ever work as an American game show? And. To me, I, I would love to say yes, but something about it just doesn't gel as an American format. If it's going to be an American format, it can't be an hour long. It it has to be half hour. It has to be 20 minutes, and that's going to take up a good chunk of the show. Um, And I think what you would do is you would do the... Uh, the pound, like I would still once again switch. So pounds for points is the first part, then the category board, and that determines who wins. But make it so everyone throws at the board, and that's the com- combination. So someone scores 45, someone scores 11, someone scores three. Well, that's 45 plus, the, the 10, three of 14. That'll be like $59. And it's very low stakes because it's like 59 bucks with this idea being that because it's all pooled together, the money would be worth it. And it's after, uh, and that determines, uh, just, just this to start the game off with some money. Um, and whoever has the most gets the order in the category board. Cause now that we play pounds for points, whoever has the most gets first dibs at the category board and I would try and focus it because it's bullseye. I would probably because I would probably make this ESPN or Fox Sports, and make it like almost sports themed. So it will be pop culture, it will be movies, TV, uh, basketball, uh, f- and then you keep going with like your history, or your your uh, holidays, or your, and it's always rotated on the board of ten, and you keep the uh, 30, 50 what uh, one, uh, 100 and 180 is the bullseye. Uh, and everything is points. I want to make, I just want to point this out right now. Everything is points. Why? Because points make prizes. No, points make easier maths at the end. Because I think if we were going to go with bullseye American edition at the end of the three rounds, you would have the winning team get 10 times the score in points and the runners up get $5 for every point that they scored. So if they scored, uh, like 220, uh, they walk out times five, so it's uh, $1,100, uh, for for instance, if for a team that fails. Meanwhile, if someone wins with like $4,300, like $430, they get $4,300. Um, that way it's like, oh, you won yet $4,300. That's a lot of money. And we advance to the bullseye prize board because that's your third act and you have a 4 act structure like a classic game show. Act 1, pounds for points. Uh round 2, category board. Round 3 is the bully's prize board and it leads into act 4 which is the prize gamble. Cuz that way you have four you have three commercial breaks. Uh we'll find, like pounds for points ends. Okay, well they'll go first in round 2 when we play the category board right after this. Category board. So-and-so and so-and-so, and so you have won Bullseye. You're going on to Bully's prize board right after this. Act 3, blah-blah and blah-blah won the show. Let's see what they can win in Bully's prize board today. Do-do-do-do-do. All right, so now you've won so-and-so, so-and-so in a trip to Hawaii. You can take all that and go, or you can gamble it up for what's behind Bully's garage. Because I would theme this around the American man cave. I would make this like an American sports bar theme because bullseye can't be razzmatazz like the classic game show. It has to be like wooden. It has to feel like there's a bar. It's a pub quiz and we are tra- treating it like an American bar quiz because where you see dartboards is, is typically still at a bar, but it's not played as a sport. It's just played as recreation. So you got to make sure this is as loosey goosey uh, as possible. So it, it feels like you walked into a Hooters. Maybe not a Hooters. Maybe like a, a, a Buffalo Wild Wings. Maybe like a like your friend's man cave. Like you're just seeing like sports stuff, sports memorabilia, you're seeing a dartboard. You're and you're seeing right on right in the entire shot of the bullseye set what looks like the front garage. And you're basically told basically Whatever's the big grand prize at the end, the big star prize, the big grand prize, Bully's grand prize, is in that garage. Do you give up like the TV, the uh, like the smart television, the smart watches, uh, the robot vacuum, uh, the the uh, the air hockey table, and the uh, Beats by Dre headphones for what's behind the garage? If you get your 101 gamble. You get to keep all those prizes and once in the garage, and you and you also have to give up your four thousand two hundred dollars as well. Something like that would work. You don't. I mean, you would have to scrap the uh, the the big charity dart throw, but for twenty minutes you can s- squeeze that out and have the decision. Oh, we had a good day. We're done. All right, player two, you got a thousand one hundred dollars. Do you want to gamble? Okay, well, player three, you only got, like, 500 bucks. Do you want to gamble? And we play the gamble. All right, well, let's see what's in there. Oh, it's the new car, or it's the speedboat, or it's, like, here's, like, a fake simulation of, like, a a, a 10-day cruise or something. Uh, And you just treat it like it's the big deal of the day. Like, this is the big finale. This is the big showstopper, big dramatic part. This is the show where it finally gets a little bit serious and the big reveal that is when it would be a little fun. And because it's a little lighter, it can be fun and you can have like a, a good host play it. I, I'm trying to figure out like, what will be a good presenter for, for an American bullseye. It's going to be tough. I'm thinking like a Rich Eisen, to be honest, like a Rich Eisen type for this show. But like when it comes to dark, like I would think like maybe if anything, we'll probably do like three point shootouts of basketball or, uh, bowling. If we were ever to do a sports game show, but darts would work in in bullseye if you treat it like we're at like a a, a sports reporters like house, and this is like all sports trivia. You know, it's not sports trivia. We're going to do like all across the board uh, trivia, but it's supposed to be laid back. It's supposed to be fun, and it's you're going to see thousands of dollars and a few thousand prizes and the price budget roughly of like $25,000. Like, a, like you got to assume like if you play a perfect game, you can get maybe like $40,000, but you got to assume like a, a classic, let's like make a deal, big deal behind the garage. Uh, you have to assume uh, smaller prizes that would typically be on prices, right? Display. And you got to assume like a few thousand dollars. Like we're timesing we're timesing the cash by five if you're a runner up, and times ten if you win. You you have your cash doubled. Wow. Uh, so five dollars a point, ten dollars a point. Because then it feels like oh they actually won something. Like if you play pounds for points, uh, hey you're only gonna get maybe like seventy dollars in that round. Versus, like, it, when you get to the category board, when you're throwing 180s or it's 30, 50, 100 points, when you're playing for 180 points, a runner up at, at $5, like, that's 1800 bucks if you win. Uh, and that's $900 if you are runner up, which is still a pretty good chunk of money in today's economy. Uh, that's, that's all I could think of is you just make it feel like a laid back bar, like man cave situation. Like you were in someone's garage, but you're not because the garage is out there. Bully's garage is waiting for you. If you want to take the gamble, 101 six darts, non-dart player goes first, but you have to gamble the 4K television, the Xbox One uh, um, the, S, uh, the skis the uh the bmx bike and the the let's just go with like the ring video doorbell like that that's all i can think of like you can go with like very fun prizes and you can have really fun and i think it could work i i'm one to think that bullseye could work in america but has to be either a sports network or it has to be out of left field in a way where it's clearly darts but it's clearly fun and they don't take it as seriously as the UK version, but they take the the gambling part seriously at the end. But at the same time, the UK version, if it sticks to its core and it takes the darts seriously and the gameplay seriously and they flip the script as well, they have a great format as well. And that's why I think Bullseye works. You have a fun cartoon Bullseye. You have a, a bully. You can't beat a bit of bully on Bullseye. And you have great charisma with with Jim Bowen. And you have just like a fun format that could work modern day as well. When you think about it, like the, the, there's a bit of escapism with, with Bullseye. And while I would s- suggest UK stick to its guns and make it like a studio game show, classic lighting kits and all that. Uh, just imagine uh, the darts themes, the dart, the light up dart set in a modern day setting, and in an American version, it looking like there's wood chips all over the place, like that's 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 where it would feel fun, and I think that's why I love Bullseye. It's just that prize board, the gamble, the category board, the the moo, all that stuff just works together and. Also I want a bully. I, I, I don't like to bully people, but I do want a bit of bully. I do want the bendy bully. I want the the tanker, the darts, the patch and if there's a guy in the bully costume, I want to give that bully mask on a big old hug. Um, then yeah that's that's about it for this episode of game shows I suppose where you look at bullseye. why? Cause I am just like, can you tell from my voice? I'm very exhausted, but at the same time, like, Oh, I can think of is, like all these great prizes, like the pants press, like the trouser press, uh, and like the cuddly toys and, and the Thomas, the tank engine and a Sega Genesis. Like they gave away fun prizes. So, um, I'm going to just, I am just, I'm just in shock. I just say, if you've never seen bulls, like give it a watch. And if you only have like 10 minutes, just take a look at the second half, because that's what makes Bullseye work, in my mind. Uh, so, th- thank you for watching. Remember, you can't beat a bit of Bullseye. Bullies for you. <laughs>